Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two English experts talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we are discussing how to develop your ideas in an IELTS essay. What are vague arguments? How can you avoid them? And how can you improve the quality of your examples? Good evening, Nick. Good evening. Welcome back to England. <laughs> yes, thank you. I've had a lovely time in Scotland, mm. although it was slightly marred. That's a good word, that. Marred. So, spoilt. Um, Shall I tell you what happened, Nick? If, if in the uh, manner of an IELTS letter... Okay, tell me what happened in the manner of an arts letter. Well, because I remember there's a prompt recently, which mm. was something like, you have recently been on a train journey and left something on a train. <laughs> <laughs> Write a letter to the train station explaining what you have left, where you left it, and what you would like them to do. So my letter would read, Dear LNER, I was recently, my name is Michelle Cornick. I was a passenger on the Edinburgh to Lincoln train on Sunday. I accidentally left my jacket in the toilets on Newark Station. It was a blue weatherproof jacket that had £4.50 in the left pocket and my iPods in the right, and my AirPods, iPods, AirPods in the right pocket. Please, can you find my jacket and return it to me, Michelle Cornick? Oh, oh dear. I, I'm so upset, Nick. Yeah. Expensive oh, mistake, eh? An expensive mistake in the final hour of my journey. Even mm. worse, Nick, that IELTS task is a complete load of rubbish. Why? There is nowhere for mm. you to write to lost property in England. <laughs> There's no telephone number to call. Mm. It's just lost, basically. It's because there is no lost property in the UK. If it's lost, it's been taken by somebody else. It's been reappropriated. It's been, it's been half-inched. <laughs> Half inch. Oh, that's a great expression. That means stolen. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I had a wonderful time in Scotland until <laughs> I ruined it by uh, yeah leaving my jacket in, in in a train toilet. So that was my weekend. How was yours, Nick? Uh, mine was very busy. I was working all weekend, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, a bit chaotic. Um, but hopefully, over the next few weeks, it's going to calm down a little bit. Well, let's hope so. It's important to work, but it's important to, to rest, rest, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> um, so I have struggled um, naming this mm. week's episode, Nick. So initially, I was going to give it a name, something like how to avoid being over general in your IELTS essay, mm -hmm. purely because... Um, part of our task response score, so that's 25% of our essay score, is, or like the band descriptors talk about students being over general in their arguments. Mm -hmm. right? So I think our lesson today, that's what it connects to. It's about students who've got a good idea, but the way that they are developing that idea could be improved. All right. Mm -hmm. However, when I said to you, let, we're going to do an... Um, a podcast about avoiding being over general. What did you think the podcast was probably going to be about? Probably um, using over general phrases, I guess, in essays. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had episodes before, haven't we, where we've spoken about hedging, 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how you can add things to your sentences to avoid making really, really over general sentences that aren't true. So things like you know, sen- uh, men like this and women like this. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So my mm. example was children from single parent families commit crimes. <laughs> that, oh my. That's, that's the type of sentence students write and although i understand what they're trying to say is it true that all children from single parent families commit crimes i guess it depends what part of the country you're in <laughs> oh, Nick, <laughs> no of don't... course not it's not true of course not it's not true so to avoid giving really big general over um statements mm-hmm. we can just add some words to our arguments that softens them so mm-hmm. we could say um some children or some children from single parent families may be more likely to mm-hmm. commit crimes yep. or something like that, right? And and that sentence is much more acceptable mm-hmm. because it's not saying all children, it's just saying some children and there's a possibility, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So if that's something that is new to you, hedging, well... Obviously, we have a podcast about that. We have a uh, blog post about that. You can um, go to our blog and you can listen to our old hedging um, episodes. That's not really, though, what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is students who have got these good ideas, but they just, the way they try to develop them is that they do so in a way where there's not much topic-specific vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So they're talking very broadly. Um, there might be a lot of repetition. So if they've got, you know, if they give their idea in one sentence and expand it in the second sentence, those sentences can kind of look very similar. Right. Um, it's just basically arguments which are based on a good idea, but which when you read them have very little substance mm. so kind of like the use... uh, chat gpt essay that we looked at oh nick well done <laughs> right so this should be have been called the anti chat gpt <laughs> essay mm. lesson right i was going to say nick that we want to avoid um paragraphs or arguments which are woolly mm-hmm. not 100% sure if i can explain that what that means <laughs> like a sheep <laughs> like a sheep lots yeah. of fluff Lots of fluff and no substance. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? Now, it just so happens that over the last two or three weeks, I've had a lot of very good students, Nick. And mm. I, and these are good students. So these are not students who are aiming for like a 6.5. These are students who actually need a 7.5 or higher have been sending me essays like this, right? We'll right. call them sheepy essays. <laughs> <laughs> so... um Good ideas, that's the thing. Good ideas, and as we'll see, actually quite good language. <laughs> just arguments which are not specific. Yeah. And I don't think target the topic enough. So the way we're going to do this then, so I've taken these students' examples, and we are going to make them better, essentially, mm-hmm. by um, adding in more topic-specific vocabulary, more targeted argument. Let's have a look. So... I think for this first one, then, the way, the way that we're going to do this, and I have to be honest, if you're listening, you may want to now go to our blog post because I'm going to have the excerpts that Nick's going to read up there because it can be quite hard to kind of like listen and understand everything. So if you go to blog.myieltsclassroom.com and find the blog post for this week's lesson, you'll find this here. But Nick, I want you to read mm-hmm. this first argument. Just to be clear, this particular essay is an essay that has got two arguments 
in one paragraph. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the essays which tend to have this sheepy problem, all right? So (laughs) we've um, we've got one argument. It's given across two sentences, which is the minimum that we're looking for. Mm. Um, So I'm going to ask you to read this and to sort of give students of an idea of why this is a problem. Mm -hmm. As as you're listening to this at home or reading it, I want you to answer two questions for me. What do you think the question was that the student is answering in this argument? Now, you might not know the exact question, you know, if it's a discuss both sides or if it's a advantages, disadvantages... But you should really know what the general topic of the essay is by the arguments that the student gives, I think. Secondly, as Nick's reading this, or as you are reading it, I just want you to have a look at if you can see any parts of these sentences. So any language which is really general or vague or sheepy, which you think could be made more specific by adding some more details. So they're the two things. Number one, what do you think the question was that the student is addressing in this argument? And number two, what do you can you pinpoint as the vague things that we could help and make more specific? So Nick, mm-hmm. read away. So the original um, paragraph or argument was teamwork is the best way to obtain social skills, which are really important to excel in everyday life. For example, self-confidence is a core life skill, which should not be overlooked at any cost. If people perform different activities in front of others, they will gain more confidence to perform even harder tasks without any hesitation. Thank you very much, Nick, as always. All right. So my first question then, Nick, would be, Mm. what question do you think it is that the student was trying to address here? Um, (laughs) I'm not really that sure, to be honest. Uh, Mm -hmm. Probably, if I had to guess, I would say the one. So it's discussed both sides, I say. I can't remember the exact wording of the question, but it's like children should... Um, be encouraged to do team sports or activities mm. at school and mm-hmm. or in their fr- ah, in their free time, and others believe that children should be left alone to develop their own hobbies and interests or something like that. I know exactly which one you're talking about, mm. and I'm guessing that mm. your the clue or the thing that makes you think or the word the only word that makes you think that is teamwork. the first word teamwork. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. So. Nick, you may be surprised that it is not that question, which I think comes from something like Cambridge 12, Mm. is actually a question that comes from Cambridge 17. Oh, wow. So the one that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Very recently. And if I told, um, when Mm. I tell you, I think it's going to be a bit of a shock, but it was the uh, the question about um, more and more people today are hiring personal trainers. What? <laughs> Rather than taking part in team sports or group fitness ah, classes. okay, yeah. Right, so you've seen the connection, team sports, yeah, right? there's nothing about sport here at all, is there? There's not. So <laughs> I think that could be, you know, if you're trying to understand, is your argument over general? Is it mm-hmm. a bit vague, a bit woolly? Mm. The first thing you could try to do is show your argument or your paragraph to a friend mm. and see if they can guess the topic you are talking about. Mm-hmm. If they can't, you might want to go back and add in a few more specific <laughs> details because this is a paragraph about sport which does not mention sport at all, does it? Right, yeah. It doesn't. Not sports, not personal trainers, 
nothing. Yeah. Okay, so definitely to make this argument more specific, we need to go back and add something more about sport. The second thing, Nick, is, and I think this is the more important thing, is that if you have a look at some of the language in mm. this argument, mm-hmm. are there sort of vague terms which are being used which could maybe benefit from having mm. a bit more of a precise description? Well, yeah, I guess so. We've got, so in the topic sentence or in the opening sentence, I should say, of this mm-hmm. argument, they've got social skills. In in the next sentence, mm-hmm. they do give self-confidence as an example. Mm-hmm. But I guess there could be more detail there, especially connected to sport. And then in the final yes. sentence, we've got different activities, which is not yes. explained. I don't know what activities are being referred to here. And then we've got <laughs> even harder tasks. Again, how do these even harder tasks compare to different activities? And how are they harder? What are these tasks that are being talked right. about? It's not very I mean, clear yet. That last sentence, if people perform different activities in front of others, they Mm. will gain more confidence to perform even harder tasks. It could be anything, couldn't it? What are the different activities? It could be eating. It could be (laughs) sleeping. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is nothing here which is connecting that sentence with the main topic. Mm -hmm. And this is what I am talking about. In terms of language, Nick, what would you say about these two sentences? Fantastic. They're great, aren't they? Yeah, it's really good. The there's no grammar mistakes. Complex grammar is being used quite a lot as well. We've yes. got the passive voice in the second sentence, right. which is really nice. Self-confidence is a core life skill, which should not be overlooked. Exactly. Overlooked is a nice um, high-level adjective. Yes. We've got conditional sentences. Yeah. And we've so, got, yeah, it's, it's well written, to be honest. In terms of sentence structure, I think mm-hmm. it's well written. There's mm-hmm. even a couple of bits of okay vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But what is missing yeah. is any topic-specific vocabulary. That's right. Yeah. And any real argument, mm-hmm. right? And that is the thing which is missing. Now, it's interesting that you, you drew attention to the, the, the clause that which says, you know, for example, self-confidence is a core life skill, which should not be overlooked <laughs> at any cost. Mm. Now, that is a great passive sentence, as you've just said, yeah. right? <laughs> Plus, we've got overlooked at any cost. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to delete this, but is we- that clause really <laughs> adding anything to our argument? No, it's saying exactly the same thing as the clause before it. Exactly. Because if, if, if Yeah, go on. If something is a core life skill... Mm-hmm. then it should not be overlooked at any cost. <laughs> exactly. So we're just saying the same thing in different words, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Right? So this is the type of argument that I am referring to. It's the type of argument which, if you gave it to some of our students mm-hmm. and they looked at it, they may say, this is great. They've got, they've given the idea. They've extended the idea. They've got two sentences. They're using high-level grammar, high-level vocabulary, mm-hmm. to which I would say all of that is true. But there is actually no argument here, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not connected in any way to the question. So what we're going to do then, and I'm going to do this first one for us, Nick, as an example. Right. And then following this, we'll get you and the people at home listening to do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to take this well-written, like these well-written sentences, which have got good grammar and a good idea. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to develop them in a more specific way 
way. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. So I am actually going to keep the first sentence as it is. I'm going to say teamwork is the best way to obtain social skills, which are really important to excel in everyday life. That is fine because it's introduced our main argument of social skills, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I'm also going to keep the beginning of the example. For example, self-confidence is a core life skill. Mm -hmm. But now I'm going to change the relative clause for another modal passive. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say self-confidence is a core life skill, which can be gained through sport Mm. because people learn to perform well under pressure. Excellent. Thank you. (laughs) So now I've connected Mm -hmm. that core life skill to sport. Yeah. And more importantly, I've actually explained how people can gain that core life skill through sport. And I've said because people learn to perform well under pressure. Yeah. This, in terms of language, okay, we've, you know, we don't have the overlooked at any cost, but mm-hmm. we now have the perform well under pressure. Quite similar, but in terms of the effect or the, the, um, in terms of the sort of the argument, mm. much better, right? Now, we're going to change this next sentence a lot. So the student said, if people perform different activities in front of others, they will gain more confidence. Mm -hmm. So we now want to connect this to sport. So what the student should have thought is, okay, what specific activities could sports people do or people playing sport do that is going to help them gain more confidence Hmm. so what do they do to gain that confidence so if i said that to you nick what would be the first thing Hmm. that came into your head probably uh taking a penalty in the last minute of a football match (laughs) correct right that is exactly the example that i've got so rather than just saying if people perform different activities actually tell me what those activities Mm, are mm -hmm. so i have said for instance scoring a last minute penalty for a football club or winning a close tennis match you don't have to keep your example to one sport Mm. let's make it a bit broader right Mm -hmm. so i've said that so that's my example of the activities and then i've tried to think of Harder activities, Mm -hmm. I guess, are going to be at work, right? Because we're talking about adults. Mm -hmm. So my full example is, for instance, scoring a last-minute penalty for a football club or winning a close tennis match at the weekend may give an office worker the confidence to deliver a high-stakes presentation during the week or a doctor to perform a life-saving operation. Magnificent. Lovely. (laughs) <laughs> so what we've got now is, I guess, in essence, the same idea Yep. that is now expressed in a much more specific way, a mm-hmm. way that is much more tightly connected to the question. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of language, Nick, do you mm. think that it is much more complex, the language that I'm using here? Not really. It's just more connected to the topic. Yeah. So rather than saying different activities, we've got a last minute penalty. Mm -hmm. I have tried to use some adjectives, right? So instead of just penalty, last minute penalty, Mm -hmm. instead of presentation, high stakes presentation, Mm -hmm. life-saving operation, adjectives are a nice way to add more detail and get more collocation in your answer. Yeah. But, you know, even if we remove those, Mm -hmm. this now, if somebody read this now, they would say, well, this is something about sport, playing sport and how it can give you skills which Mm -hmm. are good in the office, for example. Yeah. Right? Um, fantastic. So has that made it easier to see the type of things we're looking at today, Nick? Yes, very clear. Yeah. 
Good. So why don't we have a look at another one then? Mm-hmm. Now, actually, this paragraph is from is was the same student's second argument. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. So they do mention sports here, mm-hmm. but I think we can add a bit more. But so let's read this one. I want us again to think. We know what the question is this time, mm-hmm. but what in this in these two sentences is vague? What could we make more specific mm-hmm. that will help improve our score okay are you still recording by the way yeah okay. i keep checking so the next one then the next part of this paragraph was similarly taking part in team sports helps people to improve their communication skills which are vital for building strong relationships at home or work if they learn these skills they will have them throughout their life and would undoubtedly help them later in their career Okay. Mm. So again, Nick, good idea. Yeah. No grammar mistakes. Mm-hmm. What is woolly or sheepy about this argument? Well, we don't know what communication skills specifically are exactly. being referred to here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just got strong relationships at home or work with mm-hmm. who, for example. Yeah. Um, and at the end, it says that this will undoubtedly help them later in their career. And we've mm-hmm. got no explanation for how. Exactly. It will help and them. I think at what you've just said there is the key. I think often as teachers, mm. when we're asking students to expand, we often use the question why. Mm-hmm. But I think what's happening in this particular argument is that what's missing mm-hmm. is the what, like what are the communication skills and mm-hmm. the how is in How is that going to help them build relationships? How is that going to help them in their career? Mm -hmm. So let's have a go at adding to this already good beginning point Mm -hmm. or starting point. And let's make this less sheepy, more specific. Let's add a bit more topic-specific vocabulary. So I think everybody should do this. Nick, I think, is going to have a go now. Mm. I'm going to ask you to do this at home. It's going to help, if again, if you can see the original two sentences, but you don't have to stick to the sentence structure of these sentences, right? As you start adding detail, you might also find that you start using sort of more complex sentence structures to Mm -hmm. add those details in. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So take a minute, Nick, Mm -hmm. and uh, have a go at improving that argument. Okay then. So remember, obviously, you're if you're listening, you're not going to have the same answer as Nick. Okay, <laughs> I've done this as well. So we're all going to have different things. But the key thing is, we're adding details. We're trying to connect this much more to the question. Okay, so Nick, what have you got? All right. Um, I haven't got full sentences here. I've just written down some ideas. So okay. I've got the first sentence. I'm going to say similarly, taking part in team sports helps people improve their key communication skills Mm -hmm. and then i'm going to stop um and then i'm going to say um this could come in the form of Mm -hmm. justifying a tough tactical decision Mm -hmm. at half time in a football match Mm -hmm. or encouraging an underperforming teammate to put in more effort that's good um in turn Mm. This can help people build better relationships at home or at work, Mm -hmm. such as getting a point across to a boss or Mm. colleague, 
and being open and honest with a loved one. Brilliant. Open and honest with a loved one. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. If they yeah. learn these skills, yes, they will have them throughout their life mm-hmm. and would garner respect and trust <laughs> in any environment. Oh, Nicholas. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's just showing off. I mean, that's lovely. Right. So, but you can see in what you did there mm-hmm. the the foundation of the students' arguments. Yeah. Right. It's just you're just being much, much more specific. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. I think. Okay. Well, it's kind of interesting. We did similar things, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one. So I'm keeping the first sentence. Similarly, mm-hmm. taking part in team sports helps people improve their communication skills. Mm-hmm. I am also stopping here. I tried to come up with. I try to think of how, what communication skills can we show that are connected to sports? So mine mm-hmm. were being able to give an inspirational halftime talk, mm-hmm. communicate a need quickly, or debate strategy, for instance. So I've just given there three examples of communication skills mm-hmm. are all vital for building strong relationships at home or work with colleagues and loved ones. Mm, so I've just added, well. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, loved ones and colleagues. Mm-hmm. And then, because really, remember, this is supposed to be an essay, which is yeah, talking about true. personal trainers. Mm-hmm. I've then tried to say, let's show a contrast to how different that is mm-hmm. to communicating with a personal trainer. So I've added the sentence, in contrast, when a person only exercises with a trainer, they do not learn anything other than how to follow instructions or focus on their own needs oh very good i like that yeah that's a good I way thought to that was that quite, argument it's quite clever so i've mm. done the negative sort of like the yeah. opposite of mm-hmm. communication skills mm-hmm. so again i don't think for many people listening there's any language there that our students couldn't use right this is you know maybe inspiration was quite difficult loved ones is quite nice mm. but all we are doing is adding genuine <laughs> argument which means it is specific we're now nick and i both what would we say what's what is it when you um defined that's the word Mm -hmm. we both defined what the communication skills were we both showed exactly how you can get them from sports Mm -hmm. right that's what we want to be doing Mm -hmm. if you felt like you gave uh, you managed to rewrite this email it to us we'll have a look right Mm -hmm. i'm interested to see what other students come up with um Okay, so I guess what we've learned there from those first two examples is taking a vague argument like Mm -hmm. communication skills, helping a career and sort of defining what those things were. Let's have a look, Nick, at this next one Mm -hmm. and let's see if we can identify what you think the problem might be in this first argument. Okay, so here's the original. There are several ways to tackle the problem of of the inevitable increase in rubbish produced. First, local authorities should arrange different awareness campaigns regarding the effects of waste products on the environment. If people do not have enough knowledge about the bad consequences of the dramatic increase of trash being produced, they will keep buying goods and producing more and more waste. So there's definitely some vague language here which we can improve upon. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's a sort of bigger problem here, Nick. What what would you say between mm. is happening? If you look at that first second, that first sentence, yeah. what is being added in the second sentence that is new? 
All right, so it says we've got local authorities should arrange different awareness campaigns regarding mm-hmm. the effects of waste on the environment. So that suggests that people don't know yeah. the effects of waste on the environment. And then in the next sentence, it says, if people do not have enough knowledge yeah. about the bad consequences or the effects of waste on the environment, yeah. um, of the dramatic increase of trash being produced, they will likely keep buying goods and producing more waste. So it's just the, the second sentence is a repetition of the first one here, basically. It's all just the same, isn't yeah. it? Right? Mm-hmm. People need to be educated about the importance of cats. If people know more about cats, they will know they're important, basically, <laughs> right? So, I mean, it sounds a bit silly, mm. but this is a really, really classic example of something, particularly in problem solution essays, yeah. where l- people love to talk about, let's educate. Education is the key to this problem. <laughs> if we educate pr- people, the problem won't exist. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you can't make that argument, yeah. right? But if you do want to make that argument, Nick, how could we make this more specific? Well, you need to go into more detail, really. Yeah. Yeah. A- about what in particular? About what type of education you're suggesting. Whenever whenever I'm suggesting problem, cause, solution, essay, uh, well, yeah. solutions, I always say you want to have three sentences. Introduce it in the first. Yeah. Explain it clearly in the second, as in yeah. how will it work. Good. Yeah. And then you can show me the desired result in the final sentence. Exactly. So I think that is the key. I mean, here... We've got a lot of repetition and we've also got these very, you know, general statements. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in the last one, we had words like communication skills, different different activities, harder tasks, Mm. communication skills, strong relationships. Here we've got um, effects of waste. What are they? Bad consequences (laughs) of trash. What are they? Mm -hmm. Right. So we haven't got... We've... The student's talking about the effects of waste, the bad consequences, but they haven't explained what they are. And they definitely haven't explained what is going to be taught in these awareness campaigns, have they? So why don't we now spend a moment making this one more specific? In other words, why don't you tell me a little bit about the effects of the waste, a little bit more about what this awareness campaign will involve, and a little bit about, yeah, just a little bit about <laughs> something, basically. <laughs> so let's do that. Okay, Nick. Mm. So would you, would you like to begin? Why don't you read yours? Yeah, out? this one was a little bit tricky because I wasn't really 100% sure what the question was here. Um, right. I should have. We should have discussed that, shouldn't we? Well, it, yeah. I thought it was about the essay where um, people were disposing of more and more waste. It is. I think there's one about plastic. I think it's. I think it is. this is a recently mm. reported question. In fact, we probably need to do another recently reported question podcast because we haven't done one of those for ages. That's true. I yeah. think it's one of them about um, more and more waste is appearing in places of natural beauty. Okay. So like, you know, like lakes and rivers and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've got here so where it says the effects of waste i would just go into a little bit more detail and say mm-hmm. um what the effects of waste are uh, so i might say for example local authorities should arrange different awareness campaigns regarding the um amount of litter mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. in the environment 
and how it affects it. <laughs> Again, I hadn't written it down. I hadn't written it down here. I should have written something down. Um, so I put, uh, as my explanation, I've, I've put, this could come in the form of a catchy tune that oh, could be good. taught in schools um, to um, get it into the conscience of the nation's youth, as well as um, posters and placards, for example, in places where people typically dispose of their trash. Mm. Mm-hmm. To remind them, maybe I could add that in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I put for, uh, as the final sentence that if more people understand mm-hmm. that plastic, for example, does not degrade very quickly, oh, cool. or that... Um, Various wildlife can be severely impacted mm-hmm. by waste products. They will th- be more inclined to dispose of their rubbish correctly. Okay. What I think is really interesting, Nick, is mm. that we've got different words, mm-hmm. different examples. Mm-hmm. But what we have both done mm. in both of our paragraphs is, is well... Is more or less the same, yeah. right? So mine is there are several ways to tackle the program uh, problem of the inevitable increase in rubbish produce. We're going to start with local authorities should arrange different awareness campaigns regarding the effects of waste on the environment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep that, but then I'm just going to add, as you did, what that could look like. So I've done something very similar. Posters could be placed, for <laughs> example. Uh, in places where people dispose of trash irresponsibly, such as next to rivers or lakes, or where people buy the products in the first place, Mm. such as supermarkets. Mm -hmm. So very similar to yours, right? Mm -hmm. The actual means of the education, right? And then instead of just saying, if people do not have enough knowledge about the consequences, just like you, I'm going to explain what the consequences are. Mm -hmm. If people knew that sea animals are ingesting plastic blown into the sea, or that litter can lay for decades in rivers poisoning the water, then they may be more careful about how they dispose of their waste. So... Same general arguments being mm-hmm. given by the student, yep. but the quality of what Nick and I have produced is so much higher, mm. mostly really because of the Lexus that we're using, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And the specificity, mm. the non-sheepiness <laughs> of our argument. We're not being Sean's today. Yes, we're not. We said, what are the consequences? The consequences are sea animals are ingesting plastic. Mm-hmm. Things are lying and not that things are not biodegradable. Right? We're mm-hmm. actually giving those consequences and explaining what those awareness campaigns would look like. And using a heap of topic-specific vocabulary. Yes. Now, the last one then Mm. um, I thought we would do is, interestingly, is sort of um, from a similar essay. It's another one about waste. Right. Um, So why don't you read this one, Nick? Um, Okay. Firstly, more products are being produced by industries to meet the increasing demands of consumers. People today have got more disposable income to spend on products than in the past, which means that consumption is increasing. As a result, a tremendous amount of litter is produced. So, same question, I think, about (laughs) why this is why we're producing more litter. Mm -hmm. Now, you've just laughed, Nick. What made you laugh? Because it's the same again. It's just... 
So we've got vague language, first of all. Yeah. And then we've also got repeated information. Yeah. So by industries, what industries? Mm-hmm. To meet the increasing demands of consumers, well, what are those demands? For mm-hmm. example, people today have got more disposable income. Good. So that's kind of similar to increasing demands, but it's explaining mm-hmm. why there are increasing demands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've said the same thing, which means that consumption is increasing. Mm-hmm. which is what increasing demands of consumers means, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Really, it's all the same, isn't yeah. it? And then bearing in mind that this is an essay about litter, mm-hmm. they then say, as a result, a tremendous amount of litter is produced. <laughs> but and not then saying ends. how it's produced. How or mm-hmm. what type, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you mean, this is where, you know, yes, we want to develop our ideas, mm-hmm. but we want to make sure that we are actually developing them. And, you know, it comes back to what we've been saying for about three years, Nick. Mm-hmm. Every sentence in your essay should add something new, yeah, shouldn't it? It should. I mean, I almost think we could get rid of one of the first two sentences here. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And focus a little bit more on the litter, which mm-hmm. I guess is the most important thing. So before we go away, I actually mm-hmm. this time want to give everybody a task, all right? Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes the problems that can happen in IELTS is that we get given these huge topics, right? Like there's a lot of waste. And then when we actually then have to talk about the waste that is produced, there are almost too many examples for us to give. Mm-hmm. So what we can do, if you've got like a huge range of litter, which there is, isn't there? I mean, if you think about the amount of litter that's produced, you might want to consider in your example using a from to example. Mm -hmm. So if we think back to our sports and we were talking about communication skills, when we're talking about the communication skills, we could have said something like, when people play a team sport, they learn a range of communication skills from having to support a team member to Mm -hmm. being able to lead a group. So Mm -hmm. that from two is a really nice way of kind of only giving two examples, but showing to the examiner, this is just what, these are just two examples in a Mm. range of things that I could have written Mm -hmm. here. All right. So Mm -hmm. it's quite good to do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you in that last sentence, as it says, and as a result, a tremendous amount of litter is produced. See if you Mm -hmm. can use a from two, which connects to the student's argument about there being more products being produced. So Mm -hmm. try and think about the type of litter specifically that is generated Mm. by this Mm -hmm. production and consumption of products, all right? So that's a little um, task for us in this one. So let's have another couple of minutes. All right, Nick. Mm. So I think we decided we were going to sort of like cut down a bit on the first two sentences Mm -hmm. and just sort of add a bit more about the actual topic, which is litter. So why don't, why don't you tell us what you've got so for this? So I've got a very simple topic sentence, mm-hmm. or the, the introduction sentence to this argument. Firstly, people mm-hmm. today have got more disposable income. Good. Stop. This means that they have the ability to purchase a wider range of consumer products than ever before, most oh. of which are single use. Ooh, nice. Mm. Right. So that's giving the idea that they're only going to use them once Mm -hmm. and throw them away. I prefer that. A lot of students often write unnecessary products. Mm. 
And I always think, well, nothing's completely unnecessary, is it? Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. somebody wouldn't have used it right? <laughs> or bought it. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, single use is great. Okay, good. As a result, a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of litter is produced from the plastic used in packaging goods to the good. cardboard used in delivering them and even the products themselves once they have been used. Brilliant. Okay, so what Nick's done there very cleverly is you can do the from two, mm-hmm. and then if you want to be really clever and you can <laughs> think of a third, you can add and even, and then add a third one. Mm-hmm. Again, this... Actually, I think this is something which we haven't focused on enough, actually. This argument now is not really much longer than the previous argument, is it? In terms of the number of words. Not really. Yeah, it's very, very close to it. Yeah, it's probably an extra 15 words, mm. right? But in terms of the if the message that those words carry... Yeah, the content is much better now, isn't it? The content is so much richer. The argument is so much stronger because now... Mm we have got actual debt, like, you know, actual specific arguments, right? Mm-hmm. Not just litter. What is the litter that is produced by these disposable products, mm-hmm. right? Now, you can't possibly list all of the the litter. And even if you put such as mm-hmm. plastic, cardboard, stuff like that, that would be better. But using this from two... Mm-hmm. I think it, I think that's a really great way of showing the examiner. Look, look at all the range of litter mm. that's produced here. Yeah, cool. So that is um, the end of our lesson today. Um, if you want to have one more practice, I think we'll leave. Now, I'm just going to ask people to email us their re like how they would extend this last one mm-hmm. nick as mm. a little bit of homework i thought we'd do okay and if you send it to me i honestly will mark your essay um your essay no i won't <laughs> don't email your essay i'll mark your extended argument mm. um have a little read of this one nick a further way that income plays an important role in job satisfaction is that the more someone earns through working the more money they have to live their desired lifestyle Mm-hmm. So this is where the student stopped. That was their only argument. Wow. Right? So mm. it's a single sentence argument. Oh, dear. So if we were going to extend this argument, mm. what, Nick, should the students be doing? Hopefully they so already know. We could definitely explain what a desired lifestyle is. Yes. Go into a bit more detail there. Yes. Going to certain places, for example, buying certain yes. things, maybe. Yes. That's up to you to decide. Exactly. And if you're very clever, you could use a from to there. You could. And if you were brilliantly clever, you could even try and then uh, connect that back to job satisfaction, which is Mm. the topic of that Mm -hmm. one. So I'll put that up on our blog post if people want to have a bit of homework. But I just hope that everyone who leaves this lesson today will just get this idea in their head that using vague terms like dire consequences or, you know, <laughs> different activities. That is not ever going to be enough to yeah. get you the highest scores in terms of task response. Mm-hmm. Be specific. If you're talking about communication skills, tell me what they are. Tell me what type of activities playing a sport will, you know, you can do to help you get those communication skills. It's not about adding lots and lots of extra words. It's mm-hmm. about adding words that mean something, right? Mm-hmm. 
Have you got anything else to add, Nick? No, that's that's everything. I think we've covered everything really nicely here today. I mean, come on. It's February. <laughs> it's a time to be hibernating. This is a high-quality lesson for February, people. Mm. Imagine what we'll be doing in June when it's all sunny. <laughs> when I've it's too hot. Of spring. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope that you appreciated and enjoyed and found this lesson useful. If you did, please share it on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh Send, give us a review, tell your friends, like us. You know, you can come and join one of our courses. That's not always the most important thing. Just telling everybody about us can make a huge difference to Nick and I. Yeah. So please do that. But more importantly, have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My IELTS Classroom podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard and remember, this this is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.